This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, everybody. Hello. My name's Scott Pinyard, and I am the head coach of This Naked Mind, and I am back again for another Coaching Questions podcast. Um, so I have three questions today. These questions are about community. I'm going to just dive right in and have then uh, have Adam. Uh, so question number one. Hi, Scott. So I have a question for you about community. In the intensive, I spent a lot of time thinking about drinking. And in my personal life, I've spent a lot of time thinking about drinking and how it affects my life. I've heard people talk about community and how important that is, especially early on in the process. I get that. And it has been very helpful for me. My question is this. What about long term? I've spent so much time thinking about and working on this problem. What do you think community should look like over the long haul? Should I only hang out with non-drinkers? Do I need to be continuously thinking about drinking? Would love to hear your thoughts. What a fantastic question. So there's a couple of ways to look at this. Um, first of all, yes, you know, uh, particularly early on um, in those stages when you're just becoming aware, when you're working to try to change your drinking habits, having community, having people around, having uh, people you can talk to who understand what you're going through, who understand what you're dealing with um, is absolutely key. It is so helpful to be able to connect with someone and hear their story, right? To hear what they went through and what they're thinking and what they felt and what happened, right? It's so amazing to be able to do to talk about your own, right? And talk about the way you feel and what you see happening with your life. So all of those things are 100% uh, true um, and important, particularly early on. Now, longer term, um, you know, a lot of us think, all right, I want to, you know, quote unquote, get back into life, right? I want to still be able to go out with friends. I want to still be able to engage. Obviously, uh, we can't hide from alcohol. So what do we do? Um, and this is a really interesting question. And I, I'm not necessarily recommending one way to do it over the other, um, but I do want to talk about some things that I have seen really help people be successful long term, including myself. Um, so number one um, is I have a few alcohol free friends, right? These are people that also don't drink. Um, and some of them are in my social circles here in, in town, right, that, that I go out with regularly. Some of them are people that I know online that I've met in forums. Um, but I have a group of friends. I have people that I talk to and connect with on a regular basis that are alcohol-free. Um, and we don't always talk about booze, right? It, the entire relationship isn't based on that. Um, but I have relationships there, so I know if I do end up having a hard time. And, you know, over that first six, eight months, I did. You know, there was a lot of times when I when I really wanted to talk to someone who was alcohol free um, so I have that group of friends and you know we do stay in contact fairly regularly but that is not my only group of friends as a matter of fact a lot of these people were people I met after I quit drinking and while those relationships are fantastic I have a whole other group of friends who I've known for a very long time and I have not cut ties with them at all. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I will go out and hang out in bars with these people. Like I will go to weddings and, you know, barbecues and places where people are drinking. Um, you know, to your question of do you have to not be around alcohol, obviously that's a personal choice. And if it is making you that uncomfortable, um, first I might ask you kind of what your beliefs are around it and see if we could work with a little bit. But ultimately, that's up to you. Um, and so for me, you know, I've kept my drinking friends um, and I hang out with them. 
And yes, I don't get wasted with them anymore. You know, I don't stay uh, at the bar with them until two in the morning. I don't, uh, you know, the, the, that sort of behavior is kind of stopped, but these people are still my friends, right? And so we still interact and we still engage. Um, so I kind of have both, right? Um, what I've seen people be successful with is having that sort of balance. Right, it would be very difficult to remain alcohol-free if it meant you had to give up all of your other relationships. You know, for a lot of us, yeah, there might be one or two friends that are going too far. There might be friends that maybe don't necessarily understand what we're going through and and don't really want to be around us. Also, completely fine. Um, but by and large, what I find is that people have a mixed group. Right, they've got an alcohol-free clan. They've got an alcohol-free tribe that they can talk to, um, that they can connect with. But they also have a wider life. And just because you stopped drinking, which awesome work, by the way, um, just because you did that doesn't mean that, you know, everything else in your life has to kind of revolve around it. Um, I totally understand early on feeling like that's all you're thinking about and that's all you're going through because that's all you're thinking about, right? It takes a lot of mental, uh, mental horsepower um, to kind of go through this process. But you're right. Over time, things do settle down. So to answer your questions directly, um, you can, you know, hang out with whoever you feel comfortable hanging out with. I, you know, have found it to be helpful to have a group of alcohol-free friends um, that I can connect with on a regular basis. You might find that helpful as well. Um, do you have to uh, avoid people who drink? Absolutely not. 100% up to you. Um, and do you need to continuously be thinking about drinking? No. This is the beauty of the This Naked Mind Method is because we're not relying on willpower. You get to a point where you decide, you know what, I don't want to drink anymore. And it's no different than deciding, uh, I don't know, I don't want to drive a yellow car, right? It's just like, okay, that's a decision I've made. I'm just going to behave around that decision. And you'll do the same thing with drinking. So you do not need to be constantly you know, thinking about it and constantly worrying about it. The only time when it might come up is if you start to feel tempted or start to say, wait a minute, maybe I should, or maybe it wasn't that bad, or whatever it was. Um, if you've made a commitment to be alcohol-free, then it's time to think about it. But for the most part, like, do you need to be waking up and walking around thinking about it? No, I, I don't necessarily recommend that in the long term. Um, so I hope all that was helpful. What a great question about community. Um, I'm going to go on to question number two. Question number two is, hey, Scott, I have a question about talking to people. One thing that I found difficult is explaining to people what my journey has been like and how I feel because I really don't accept the alcoholic slash black or white idea of I have a problem or I don't have a problem. Um, I hang out with people who don't drink and they tend to understand. It's with the people who are still drinking that I'm having the issue. What can I say to them about my choice not to drink? It, this is a this is a perennial question and you know it's funny so I love the fact that you threw in there that you're hanging out with people who don't drink um, because again like that comes in very handy like people who kind of understand it or see it the way you do um, will be really helpful for you to kind of connect with and and you know maybe even talk about this very topic with right ask them what they say uh, how do they engage um, when it comes to the people and, and again these are your friends right this is the community that you're around this is the you know the parties and the you know the, the neighborhood gatherings and the family events, you know, uh, that we all go to, right? Um, so what do you say about it, right? Um, you have a bunch of options. Uh, some of my favorites, um, I've always used humor. Um, and here's why. So especially with someone who's not getting it, right? If there's someone that is just like, 
you know, if you, you understand the fact that, you know, alcohol use disorder is a term in the DSM-5 and that you can work um, to get, you know, off of the AUD spectrum. And so you've decided to do that and you're moving on with your life, right? Um, for a lot of people, the model, the mental model that we have is that you're either an alcoholic or you're not. And if you're an alcoholic, we have to not talk about alcohol around you and you can't see alcohol and all this stuff. Um, if that, if you don't buy into that model, it can be tough when someone who you're talking to does, right? And so, like, think of it this way, you know, like, I remember not soon after I quit drinking, um, I went, um, or not long after I quit drinking, I went to a family gathering and there was someone standing there with a beer and they saw me coming and I saw him hide it, like, put it behind his back. And I was just like, dude. Like, you don't need to do that. Now, he meant well, right? And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I think the people, um, you know, who are asking you questions, um, particularly about the, you know, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, or black and white idea, probably mean well also. Um, it's just that they have a different model. So you've got a couple of options here, right? The first option you have is uh, explain to them the new model, right? Talk about, hey, this is how I said, you know, saw it. I read this book uh, called This Naked Mind. Who is this? Oh, yeah. Well, in your case, you know, I went through the intensive, um, which is a program for this company, This Naked Mind, and they look at it differently. And, you know, you can have that conversation. That's always an option. Um, another option is just to give them a reason um, that doesn't have anything to do with a quote-unquote drinking problem. Um, a lot of people do this, right? And it's perfectly fine because you can have reasons that are absolutely true um, that are just different than, than uh, you know, maybe the, the core reason. So things like, you know, I gave it up for my health or I just wasn't feeling good and I just wanted to quit or uh, I took a break and man, I felt a lot better. So I just kept going with it, right? There are a lot of different ways that you can kind of talk about it. Um, ultimately, you know, this comes down to do the people around you, are they going to accept you and are they going to accept your decision? Most of the time, and I mean the vast majority of the time, when people come to me with questions and concerns about, um, am I going to be accepted? Like, what's it going to be like when I tell people? Um, when I get those sort of questions, when I get those sort of comments, um, 99% of the time, the fears and the concerns and the, the thoughts and the projections of what are going to happen is like way worse than what actually happens. Most of the time, it's a minor speed bump as, a, as opposed to, you know, driving off of a cliff. Now, uh, when you are, you know, having these conversations, make sure that you stand your ground um, and put up boundaries if need be, right? That's another thing that I see be very effective. If there are people who are pushing you, if there are people that are making you feel uncomfortable, um, back off a little bit. You know, again, that's where it comes in really handy that you mentioned you have this group of friends that don't drink. Um, even if you guys got to being alcohol-free through different avenues, right? Like maybe, you know, I know you were with us uh, in the, in this naked mind. And I, you know, maybe you have friends who went through AA or you have friends who went through smart recovery, um, or any other sort of program. Um, there's a common understanding that, right. And you can kind of have that conversation. Um, whereas people who don't or haven't been through it don't necessarily have that. Um, so you can address the issue head on and kind of tell them about your approach. Um, you can say to them very specifically, um, here are reasons, right? Like I wasn't feeling good, right. Where they're not, saying, well, I had a problem and I couldn't quit drinking. Um, but they're also saying, yeah, there was some stuff wrong and I didn't like it and I quit drinking and that stopped. So I stayed stopped. Right. Um, and then finally, there's the option to just use humor and deflect. Um, and I'm going to defer obviously to you. There's, you use these different things at different times. Um, but the humor and deflection thing, um, you know, it tends to be something that 
that that I will use, um, especially if someone's already drinking. Um, you know, if they're already a couple of drinks deep and they're asking me why I don't drink, I'll say something like, you know what, I've had. I've had the uh, what? How do I say it? Shoot, I just forgot. Something like I'll ha I've had all that I'm supposed to, or I've had my fair share, or something like that, right? Um, or I'll make some sort of other joke, you know, about you know being around there, or about um, you don't want to see me when I, you know, whatever, right? You can come up with however you want to frame it, but it's entirely possible to to make a you know to have a funny line, to have a funny one-liner, um, and then change the subject. Um, and then just move the conversation on. Um, you know, one of the things that I've found, um, both in my own experience and with experience of people who've gone through our programs, um, this idea of trying to, you know, have a deep conversation with someone about it while they're drinking can be kind of tricky. Um, I'm not saying impossible, but potentially kind of tricky. So it's really kind of those three things, right? Like explain why you view it differently and hope try to change their mind. Um, you know, be upfront and just say, you know what, I quit. Um, and here are some reasons why it was awesome, or I wanted to change these things and I quit drinking and so I stayed quit, you know, I don't want to anymore, um, or use humor. Um, those are the three tools that I see most of the time. Finally, you know, if just telling them, hey, you know, I didn't like where my drinking career was going, so I quit. Um, if they're bothering you about that, or if they're, you know, pushing you or pestering you on that, um, I, again, recommending disengaging there and just trying to change a subject or just kind of move on. They will get the hint, believe me. Um, and like I said earlier, a lot of times it's our thoughts and worries and concerns about this question that are way worse than the actual, uh, the actual event themselves. Um, so I hope that's helpful, but yeah, great question on that. Um, all right, last one, uh, it's a little bit longer. So this one says, hey Scott, Something really threw me for a loop the other day. I was out and about with some friends, parents of other kids my age, uh, and we were just having a normal afternoon shopping and enjoying our time out. Then the conversation turned to drinking. Several of the other mothers were talking about how there had been times over the last week that they don't remember how their kids got home into bed because they had been drinking. Now, these kids are in their teens, so it's not like they're dependent on their parents to tuck them in, but still, as my friends were talking about this, they were laughing. They thought it was funny. I've been alcohol-free four months now, and it was such a foreign idea. It makes me feel sad and isolated and alone when I hear this from my friends. I don't know what to say, so I stay quiet. What would you recommend I do in these situations? This wasn't the first time something like this has happened, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Um, yeah, you know, it's so funny. You know, right now, uh, and I'm speaking also, you know, specifically, you know, in America, and, um, you know, other sort of Western countries that, that, you know, we work in right now. Um, there, it's just an alcohol dominant culture, right? The assumption is that you drink, you know, the assumption is that you drink maybe even too much. Right. And so conversations like this and jokes about hangovers and being too drunk to do something are really, really common. Um, and a lot of those times, those jokes aren't, always jokes, right? They're not always like made up fictitious stories. Um, so conversations like this happen and people will laugh about blackouts. Um, it can be disheartening, right? Especially because for a lot of us who have gone through the alcohol-free journey or, you know, cut back to moderation, whatever you've done, whatever change you've made in your relationship with alcohol, um, we've done it probably because of experiences like this, right? Probably because like, I know personally, I can think of, you know, times when, um, my daughter was younger that I know that I wasn't fully present for her when she went to bed. Yeah. And that bothers me. You know what? Because she's nine now. 
Um, I'm never going to have, you know, my four-year-old daughter again, right? And those were times that I missed, and that bugs me. Um, so at any rate, um, you know, this tends to, with our new perspective, kind of bring up some, some maybe painful memories and also make it like, I don't think this is funny and don't know how to engage. So the number one thing I say is this, and this is what I do when I hang out with my drinking friends and this stuff comes up, just kind of sit back and don't say anything, right? And the conversation will go on and it does, you know, it moves on. Um, one thing that I found is extremely powerful is being the quiet non-drinker in the group. Um, you know, I've had three of my friends approach me and say, hey, I saw you quit drinking. Like, how did you, how did you do that, right? And I think that the reason that that happens, um, at least for me, and it works with my personality, um, is that I'm not pushy. You know, I'm not sitting there saying, well, as a non-drinker, you know, and offering my advice, like I let them talk about it, we move on and we talk about the Red Sox, right? Like, it's like, that's it. Um, so that's one thing, you know, that I recommend. Um, Another thing, you know, and this I think goes without saying, but I think it's worth bringing up, like if you're legitimately concerned, like these kids are not being taken care of, although I doubt that's the que the, the issue, um, it may be worth having a conversation with some of the parents um, if you're worried about that. But what I, how I'm reading this question is more of like, you know, everything seems to be okay. People are kind of getting through. No one's in danger. Um, but it's just kind of awkward. Um, and I totally, totally get that. Um, so... That's option number one, right? Is just kind of like the stay quiet. Um, you know, this again comes back to kind of the, what we were talking about in the first question, you know, which is having an alcohol-free community, right? Having an alcohol-free group of friends where you can talk about these exact things, right? Where you can have conversations about the fact that, you know what? We are living in modern society, but we're out of step, right? Where we're, we don't agree on one big issue, right? Um, which isn't that big of an issue and it's getting smaller every day, which is drinking alcohol, right? And so this idea of these jokes or these things being funny, whereas we see them as, you know, scary, um, it's great to have a place and go and be able to talk about that, right? It's great to have a place that you can engage and you can say, you know what? This, you can actually, I would love it if you had a group of friends you could go ask this question to, right? This happened to me. Holy cow, has this happened to you guys, right? Connecting and getting that community will help you so much and it will particularly help you with that feeling of isolation. Um, you're not alone in this. Um, I promise you, you're not the only person this has happened to. Um, I can tell you it has personally happened to me. Um, and so, yeah. And so I think just remembering that and maybe engaging in you know, these forms uh, or you know, so, with, uh, with us here at the podcast um, are great ways to kind of make sure that you don't continue to feel isolated and alone. Um, but ultimately, that's one option. You know, another option is to speak up, right? And, you know, at challenge them. You know, depending on how your what your friendship dynamic is, you could say, "Is that really good?" I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure how your how your friendship goes. But I've also seen that be effective in the past too, where you can actually start a conversation about, "Hey, what are we all doing here? Like, does this make sense for all of us?" Um, right. So there's there's several different ways you could go. Um, but I think the important thing, the number one thing overall is that you're taking care of yourself. So if you find yourself feeling isolated on a regular basis, make sure you're getting out and connecting with other people who are alcohol free. Um, and it just, it, it just helps with your mindset so much and will help you kind of see like, all right, so I was out with these friends and they were talking about this when we're kind of submerged in, submerged in that, we tend to think this is the way the whole world is. Um, so when you have your alcohol-free connections, you have your alcohol-free conversations, you go, oh yeah, wait a minute, there are other people out there like me, there are other people that are thinking this way, um, and you're gonna be, you're gonna feel much less isolated. Um, so I hope that's helpful. 
And that is it for me, folks. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me for this uh, 20 minutes or so. Um, I will be back next month with some more coaching questions. Um, in the meantime, you know, check us out. Check out our blog. We've got a great podcast. There's a lot of resources for you over at thisnakedmind.com. Um, and with that, I will say goodbye, and I will see you next month. Hi, are you looking to connect with like-minded people? Sometimes maybe you feel like... As someone who knows all this information from the snake in mind or the alcohol experiment, that you're living in a world of muggles and people just don't speak your language. That is why I created The Exchange. The Exchange is an online community where we meet face to face, live video calls multiple times a week with people from all over the globe just to connect, to have somewhere you are seen and you're heard and you feel less alone, and really that you can give back and get the support you need. So if this sounds great to you, check it out at thisnakedmind.com backslash exchange. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.